Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Sudden Scrap Nation's podcast. Your host, as always, on this Thursday morning, Daniel Jonas. It is August 6th, 2020. Okay, let's see. The mic is also... Okay. 2020 here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, We're back at it once again to break down the fights this weekend and to just go over the odds for each side and let's see um we'll go over the prelim and the main card just because everything sets off at six and ends at nine so uh, or starts at nine the prelim start at six so it's gonna be a short fight so we're gonna see what other fights have been canceled this week so far people have well, weigh-ins are tomorrow, but everyone's arriving and taking part in fight week and everything. So uh, we'll see if anything got canceled. We'll go over the news a little bit. Not much to not much to break down, or like not much to go over. Um, poor Kevin Lee tore his ACL while rehabbing the other one. So it's like, damn. That's oh, we'll talk about the the beat. And my thoughts on his reaction to the cancellation of the Yair Rodriguez fight. Jalen Turner versus Thiago Moises. Uh, set for September 5th. Las Vegas. That's a hell of a fight. The Contender Series aired on Tuesday. Um, they had some pretty good... There was a guy that does the splits, and or he tapped his opponent in the first round of the splits. I only got to watch the last fight, and it was a pretty good performance by what was the guy's name? Dustin Jacoby. I I guess he was part of the Dana White uh, contender series and then he didn't get a chance and then he came back and he got signed. I'm going to watch this dude tap the guy out and do the splits real quick. I think they'll show it. Yeah, probably. They don't mind showing the finishes from like Dana White contender series or the prelims or whatever, but when it gets like a pay-per-view card and I get that you want, but there's no possible way that you're going to get someone to pay. I mean, I'm, I guess they do get people to do it because they continue to do it, but it, it blows my mind that they can get people to pay $60 just to see the fights from the night before. All right. So let's get into the, a year Zabit situation. Um, Yair was slated to fight Zabit for, like, the fourth time. And Dana White announced on Tuesday that Yair withdrew from an ankle injury once again. Um, Then Zabit said in his Twitter, It's funny, I signed bout agreement a few weeks ago. Yair never did. The UFC officially announced main event, two options, UFC playing games, two, Yair has no balls. And then Zabit goes, I'm waiting for you, Alex Volkanovsky. 
Alex Volkanovsky uh, replied in a way that I agree. Uh, I'm the champ, not the replacement fighter, but I hope you find a matchup ASAP. Then chances I see you later this year. There you go. Um, but despite the clear rejection, this is all from MMA Fighting. Volkanovsky stated, which is the uh All right. Zabit said in his Twitter or on his Instagram, he put a picture of Volkanovsky and him. Uh, my next fight was supposed to be a title eliminator, and I won without fighting. My ne next is a title shot, Volkanovsky. I know you're a great champion, and you're tired of fighting Max. Let's try new blood. I promise to make it unforgettable. Let's give fans what they... Um, okay. So... And so then Tyson... Uh, Chartier, who's um, Calvin Cater's manager and coach, said, all due respect, those who live in Glasgow, this should not throw some. You pulled out of Boston on us. You wouldn't give us five rounds. We never called you out because we respected you at the USC. Now, please give respect to us and sign the contract. All right. So my thoughts on this are, I think uh, Zabit should fight even Calvin Cater in a title eliminator and Yair loses his chance to be a title contender. Well, not indefinitely, but just like within the two of them. So Calvin Cater jumps Yair. Or you get a replacement for Zabit short notice and you keep that ball rolling. Um, and hopefully you get Yair. The, and then hopefully Zabit wins and then you can set up the Volkanovski fight. I don't think he should just go ahead and fight Volkanovski. I think there still needs to be a fight in there because Zabit hasn't fought in a while. Zabit, the last time he fought was Calvin Cater, and look how busy Calvin has been. And also, he's won his way back into the good graces of possible next title contender. You know, beating Jeremy Stevens emphatically and then outclassing Dan, Dan Inge, Ige. Um, and who, he also beat someone else in between. But... Regardless, he's worked his way back, respectively. So you give Matt, uh, you give um, Zabit. Let's see, you give Zabit a short notice fight. I mean, hopefully Ortega or Chang Sung Jung can uh, maybe Chan maybe Chan Sung Jung can't because he's in Korea. But if Calvin Cater wants to fight, I mean, it makes sense. He jumps him and then. Calvin Cater's number three. So if they and you do it for five rounds, and unless it unless Zabit hasn't worked on what he's worked on or worked on his you know his what's the word for it vulnerability in a way not really he's just too big for the weight class um, his ability to maintain his pace for five rounds and. Calvin Cater's newfound ability of going, not ability, but newfound wind of going, all right, neighbors, do this. Um, going hard first instead of, you know, taking, or instead of being a slow starter, he's, a, he's now come out of the gates like a bat out of hell. So you either match those two up or you get Zabit someone else. Otherwise, I don't know. Sucks to suck, I guess. You just I can't focus on one person to fight. All right. So other than that, oh, uh, Hinato Moikanya would step in. So that's what I'm saying. So Hinato, let's say he steps in. 
So that would be big for Moinkanya. It would put him right back into the rankings. But then, two, if Zabit beats him, it at least gives everyone a chance to see what he's capable or it gives everyone a chance to see because I think it was supposed to be a five round fight anyway. So it gives everyone a chance to see if he can last five rounds or, you know, give everyone what they wanted or sort what's the saying? You know, what have you done for me lately kind of thing. So it just like refreshes everyone's mind of what Zabit could do. All right. Moving on. Uh, Leon Edwards wants to make the Masvidal fight happen. Okay, cool. Make it happen. Three-piece and a soda. Funny video, since we're about to break down the fights. Derek Lewis got some of Alex o- Alexi Olianek's food. Uh, he put some other ingredient in there. I don't know what he did. Oh, he spit on it. That's gross. So. That's gross. That's super. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> gross. Probably just throw it away. They'd probably throw it away anyways. It's supposed to be super sanitary. Okay. So why don't we go ahead and break down the fights of this week's card. I'm going to pull up the Bovada. Bovada. Wines. Okay. So, in the main event, or main card, we have Benil Dariush versus Scott Holtzman. So, Benil Dariush um, having... Arguably a KO comeback of the year against Drakkar Close in his last fight. You know, getting rocked and then, I mean, coming back with a nice win. Um, coming back over with that overhand left. Whereas, like, Drakkar came in for uh, just like a typical right hand, right? But the difference in the two of their strikes was when... Benil through his he threw his knuckles like really far down ex- accentuating his elbow up so he threw it over the punch and he just caught Drakkar with his hand going for a punch left his chin open bam had him stumble back and then Benil's got incredible finishing ability so uh he got hurt and Benil finished the fight uh Scott Holtzman in his last fight he won against Jim Miller in a decision. Um, he's on a roll. Well, two-fight win streak. He's some, he's fought some of the better guys. Um, is this is that lightweight. Yeah, this is up since his move to yeah he's. Fought in lightweight for a while. He's always fought in lightweight. Oh, it's those two that went down to flyweight or featherweight. All right, so against all right, Jim Miller, um, his last fight, savvy veteran. It's just another veteran man. Um, as far as technicality, he's going to want to stay away from the ground with Benil. I think Benil's uh, submission skills um, 
are definitely better just through experience. However, I mean, in his last fight, he got caught. So it's not impossible for a really strong, powerful, athletic dude like Scott Holtzman to uh, definitely find that chin. So using that in-and-out movement that he does so well in his fights, it, it would be best for him to get uh, using his hands to outbox Benil, catch him, and not let it go to the ground. Especially if he's hurt, just keep it standing as much as possible. And, you know, it's a veteran. So you can't just... You're not... Well, I mean, Scott Holson's a veteran in his own right. He's had enough fights with the UFC. Um, let's see what the odds are. Yeah, but Neil's the favorite. So... I would agree with those odds just because, you know, caliber of opponents Benil's or yeah, Darius has fought compared to Scott. It's just that's the difference. It's the same thing with the Derek Brunson, Edmund Shabazian thing. Like, they've both done well. It's just like the caliber of opponents, regardless of how good you are. It's un, it's experience that you can't, you can't gain otherwise. So then you have Yana Kunitskaya versus Stoliarenko. Stoliagia? I don't know who this is. I just found out about this person. Julia. All right, let's see. Oh, wow. Oh, wait. I've seen her in a fight. All right. Let's see. Let's see. And then Yana Kunitskaya uh, training with Thiago Santos during this whole quarantine time. Um, I can't remember who her last fight was to. Aspen Ladd. She got knocked out. She decision Marion run. Mariana Renault, which is a big win as far as, oh, you know, as far as like a band. I mean, she just who did she just fight? Raquel Pennington, right? And okay, never mind. Well, she was the last one to beat. She's on two fights, good because of her. Never mind. Um, yeah, I think this is just a good fight for Yana Kunitskaya to just once again veteran versus. Not, yeah, like, newish fighter. So she's going to just be long. Use her. Most girls fought kickboxing. I don't know. Never mind. It's just MMA. Yeah, I just think as far as the caliber of opponent, Yana's just a better fighter. This girl loves to Muay Thai. She loves to uh, Muay Thai. Um, but then again, this girl, uh, she could be a prospect. She looks pretty good, to be honest. At least her stand up does. 
She's got some jujitsu. She's got some wrestling. She goes for arm bars. I mean, Yana being a longer fighter, going for an arm bar would would be what's up for her. She can get it down to the ground, get it to a mount, and get an arm bar. Which being longer-legged fighter for Yana, she uses those straight kicks or straight punches. It's an easy way to level change and get underneath. I don't know. As far as putting a money on an... I'm assuming an underdog. Yeah, I mean, being the underdog, I'd put money on her. And Yana's a pretty big, not pretty big, but, like, she's a sizable favorite. And this girl could definitely spoil the party. She's got potential, too. So, uh, And then you have Maki Patila, uh, Patolo versus Darren Stewart. Um, man, I bet against Maki in his last foot. Not, like, literally bet against, but I... I called Charles Charles Bird over Maki in his last fight. Uh, I regretted that, and I definitely will be going with Maki Patolo with this fight against Darren Stewart. Um, I mean, I think he's the favorite anyways, so it's not, I mean, it doesn't really say much. This is going to be, I mean, these two are set to knock each other out. I mean, that's their style. They're both. Yeah, Darren Stewart's like slightly. Oh, he's slightly the favorite. Huh. I think. Hold on. Yeah, he's slightly the favorite. Oh, well, I put money on Maki. Well, that's a, it's two underdogs. Especially in that fight. Like, I mean, if you want to be smart with your money. Uh, don't bet on that fight at all because any either of those two can knock each other out and just sit back and watch. That's what I'm going to do. Um, betting on this fight would is kind of a dumb idea. But as far as who I think... Yeah, Maki's just a little, got a little bit more of that reach. Have we seen... Aaron Stewart get clipped. He is on a two-fight winning streak. He also he he beat Charles Bird. His weak sauce is submissions. Let's see if Maki's got any submission wins. Bellator. She's got a rear naked choke. Okay. I mean, he's also lost a guillotine. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like, why not? It's a good fight. And then, ooh, co-main event. Yeah, co-main event, we got 
Amari Akhmedov versus Chris Weidman. Um, Chris Weidman stated he knows he needs a win. He's like one in five in his last six fights. Yeah, it's at middleweight. He definitely needs a win. Um, this Omari uh, uh, decision to Ian Heinish in his last fight, decisions that coming, decision Tim Bosch. This is going to be a – he's on a – damn, shit, one. He's on a four-fight win streak. Um, as far as who he's lost to, Ales- uh, Elias Zaleski dos Santos. I mean, this is back a while ago. The people that he's lost to, caliber of opponent-wise, are not as highly touted as Chris Weidman. However, Chris Weidman as we all know, has not been the same Chris Weidman since he was champion. He got TKO'd, he got KO'd by Dominic Reyes at light heavyweight. He got KO'd by Jacare Souza. Uh, still, like, n- number five middleweight. Not right now, but at the time, like, number five middleweight, four middleweight. He submitted Kevin Gaslam. Got knocked out by Gegard Musasi in a controversial loss win. Uh, knocked about Yoel Romero. I mean, just the caliber of opponents he's lost and beaten to are just the cream of the crop every time. Now, what Chris Weidman shows up? Does he have new skills? Does he show something? Does he go back to his all-American wrestling ways and somehow take Omari... Akhmedov down and just uh, ground and pound him, or does he keep it on the feet, Ray Longo style, and box? Um, it, it's not like the rest of the team isn't the greatest either. You have, what's his name? Uh, you have Aljamain Sterling there, and his, I mean, he's doing fantastic. I mean, they don't train. I mean, this dude's like a Sambo master or whatever. Not Matt, I'm a Sambo guy. He's dangerous. I mean, he's he's an all-around fighter. I want his new stuff, though. Yeah, it's going to be up to Yeah, this dude's just going to come forward the whole entire time. So if I'm if I'm Chris Weidman, I'm doing my best to try to take this dude down or go the Marvin Vittori route and knees up the middle, you know, I don't know. It's just what Chris Weidman shows up. Omari Omari Akhmedov's the the favorite. So no one really wins except for that guy. Um, 
Yeah. It's urgency time for Chris Weidman. Uh, I personally don't think he has it still. I, I don't think he does anymore. I, I don't know what happened. Um, I just think then the losses that coincided with it don't help him now, right? So getting KO'd in certain ways, it just doesn't help him now as a fighter. And the more damage he takes, and, you know, this guy's on a four-fight win streak. Like, he's doing well. Chris Weidman should be fighting a guy with a loss, like two guys on losses. And I know he's he's MMA royalty, but giving this guy a win over a veteran, it, it helps nobody. All right, so we're in the main event. We have Derek Lewis versus Alexei Olenek. Derek Lewis, man, he's looking great at heavyweight. He's gotten into his conditioning, and he's really, you know, fighting a guy like DC opened your eyes, and he made him realize where he, what he needs to do and where he needs to be in order to be a champion or get to at least that spot. And uh, Alexei Olenek... Uh, I'm going to look up his last fight, um, which I'm pretty sure was Verdum. Like, he looked the best he's ever looked in all of his years of life. Uh, he's on a two-fight winning streak. And then this is like a huge step up in competition. Because Verdum was not the same Verdum that won in his last fight. This is Verdum post-quarantine Verdum. Um, but, it, I mean, it, it wasn't an easy fight either. Now, Derek Lewis has shown a susception, a susception to... Um, to submissions. But he was also getting beat up by DC too, right? DC was just being the faster fighter and giving a lot to handle. I don't think Olenek realizes the size of Derek Lewis and that it's not going to just be easy to grab him. But if he does, in the first round, um, it's over. Derek Lewis, on the other hand, has shown his ability to just be like, fuck submissions, and then just like power out of them. Like, more, like in a way that I've never seen before. Only Nuck, on the other hand, is not that guy that you can do that to. He's so technical, and he's so good, and his shit's so sneaky that that's what Derek Lewis has to be aware of. And he's got a smart corner. Cruz Perez is awesome. He's a smart guy. He's not going to just, like, go into this dude's uh, guard. But, and that's where Aleski has to be careful, where he's like, oh, come to my guard. Derek Lewis is very good standing over and just, like, dropping bombs and not necessarily engaging. And it only takes one. And as much as Derek Lewis has lost to submissions... I mean, Olenek's been knocked out before. Walteris, Overeem. Curtis Blades knocked him out. You know, his, his... You know, he's been knocked out by these 
the same caliber of guy that Derek Lewis is. And this is where Derek Lewis has to show that he's in the talkings with like a Curtis Blades or a Overeem, right? Or a Walt Harris is like, and it seems like those are the guys that he struggles with. Um, like explosive, fast. Uh, Overeem was more like those knees, like technically those knees are, are hard to deal with. Um, I just don't think it's going to be easy for him to get to where it needs to be. It's the same. It's like the Mackenzie Dern situation, right? She's got great jujitsu, but her, in her first fight, her wrestling wasn't good enough. So you struggle in being able to employ your master card, like your, your ace in the hole, your best weapon, the tool amongst tools, because you lack a certain skill that allows you to do, to employ it. The, inverse of that is being an extremely good kickboxer with zero takedown defense. You're starting to see less and less of that because taking, getting taken down is a lot harder, especially with a fence, than just getting, like, submitted or just uh, harder than, like, being the one to take someone down. So that's where I see the longer the fight goes on, we've seen Derek Lewis's power last. And with his new cardio workouts and whatever he's doing to improve his um, endurance and pace, uh, the f- the longer the fight goes on, and the more it actually favors Derek. Whereas Olyanek, I see his one thing working in the very beginning of the round or beginning of the fight when they're both not sweaty, and then after that, I think it's gonna be very hard for him to secure takedowns. And Derek Lewis being the favorite only makes sense. So fights to look out for. Make sure to watch the Yusuf Zalal fight and Nasrat Happersat. Uh, Giga Chikasi, Gavin Tucker, Andrew Sanchez. All these guys are on the prelims. Definitely worth a watch. Other than that, uh, I'll be back next week to break these fights down or to break down the winners and losers of the fights. And then gear everybody up for UFC 252, UFC Apex, the championship trilogy bout between Stipe versus DC, who retains the belt, um, and who goes home. I don't know if it's like a retirement. I don't know if Stipe retired, but at least DC, he'd retire. I think he's going to retire anyways. Regardless. Whatever. Um, yeah, so it's also got a great fight. Junior Dos Santos versus Jorginho Rosenstroik. Uh, Magomed Enclay versus Ion Kutalaba. The rematch, because it got quote-unquote stopped early. Sean O'Malley versus Marlon Vieira. Awesome fight. Real step up in competition for Sean O'Malley. John Dodson versus Marab Dajvasvili. Matt Serra, dude. Uh, relentless. Good fight. Jim Miller versus Vic Pichel. Uh, other than that, that's about it. Yeah. Those are some great fights for a great card. All right. 
I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Remember to like, uh, to subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't, you can subscribe at iTunes or iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, all your listening apps. You can go to SouthernScrapNation.com for everything else. SouthernScrapNation.com for everything else. That is SouthernScrapNation.com. I've been your host, uh, Daniel Jonas, and until next time, enjoy the fights and stay safe.